we would be honored if you would join us. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where I'm about to lose my voice. That's right, I've talked so much today that I don't have much of a voice left. I'm sitting here thinking, why didn't I grab a drink of water? That's just because we have so much to talk about. That's right, we've decided to go deep. Not deep and dark, not scary, but deep emotionally. I know, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird to think that we have emotions. You just think that we're just these crazy guys somewhere on a podcast and talking to microphones at some we weird, crazy hour of the evening to do something fun for you. And if you missed the turkey bowl, shame, shame on you, because it was awesome. <laughs> and it was, it was a, a well-won victory, Dan. High five yes. to you. Yes, uh, barely, barely won that one, but it, it was a great battle of awesome and epicness. And remember... If anyone asks you if you're a god, what do you say? You say yes. Yes. Oh. yes. Oh, can I get a multiple choice? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, can I have graham crackers with that? Do I get OJ? Or you say yes. Um, I'm going to go with you say yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Good choice. Oh, good. That means I retroactively win the turkey bowl. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> so... Uh, with that said, we had a kind of an idea. There's some things coming up. Um, <clears throat> we've kind of alluded to it. Um, but because of that, we're kind of going emotionally deep this evening to, you know, talk about Dungeon Crawlers, the show itself, what it means to us, and how we got started, how we got, became a part of it, and so on and so forth. So, with that said, where shall we begin? Well, I think the most natural place to begin is the beginning. The beginning. So, the beginning I mean, is scary. You and, and the thing is, is like, we've only got an hour, Dan. Okay, so I know you've been doing this for a while. But let's get the highlights up until the point at which Krebs and I enter the picture. And then uh, I believe Krebs will have entered the picture first. So he'll get to start and talk about his portion of the thing. And then I enter second and I talk about my portion of the thing. And let's weave this beautiful tapestry of how Dungeon Crawlers came to be, and why each of those things added some importance to where we are and where we're going. All right, I will start at the beginning. It was a cold December Friday afternoon, December 30th, 1977. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was born a I mean, poor child. I, I, it was a Friday. I'm not lying there. It was. It was a Friday. Uh, yes, I was born on a Friday, December 30th. But no, it, it was definitely well beyond that. Um, <clears throat> you know, Dungeon Crawlers was born because I wanted to get on the radio. Radio has weird rules that you can't get behind the mic unless you have experience. So how do you get experience? So I decided, hey, I'm going to do the podcast. Um, got together with a friend of mine. We came up with the name because literally, you know, we were in his, his basement and there were bars on the window, and we're like, hey, you know, we like D&D. You know, you do dungeon crawls. We're kind of in a dungeon right now because there's bars on the windows. Let's call it Dungeon Crawlers. All right, Dungeon Crawlers Radio. There it is. Uh, and we have to have a dragon for our logo. That was, it, that was the easy part, you know. And then we started formulating a plan. Okay, how, what, what do we want to do with this? You know, I can figure out the, the technology part. That's That's easy we came up with a list of our white whales 
these were the three people. If we could interview these three people, we knew we made it. Those three people were Bob Salvatore, Tracy Hickman, and George Lucas. I still have not got George Lucas. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get George Lucas since he's retired. But yeah, well, Bob Salvatore and Tracy Hickman were definitely on that list. Uh, Tracy was the first person to get. Um, I, and I will admit, it took me an hour and a half to get an, up enough courage to ask Tracy to come on to the show to be interviewed. I sat at a Barnes and Noble looking like a complete idiot and fool. And when I got up there and I'm like, hey, you know, I had him sign my book and I said, hey, we also I also run a podcast. I'd love to have you on. This is what it's called. Gave him my card. He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Here's my email. It's like I spend an hour and a half. And it was that easy. What the crap? Uh, <laughs> and then I realized, yeah, it is that easy to ask for interviews and get people to come on the show. They, they yeah. What year was this? Uh, so I started the the show in December of two thousand eight. And and when did you ask Tracy to come on? Uh, so Tracy to come on the show would have been, I believe, it was May or June of two thousand nine. Okay, so not too far in. Yeah, so not too far in, because uh, we realized we wanted to do interviews. Uh, that was really fun. Uh, my. My very first interview, the very first interview we did was with Howard Taylor. Um, he's a local comic book artist. He does schlock mercenary. Uh, you know, we were at uh, Conduit, which is doesn't exist anymore. And, you know, we were thinking we were pretty cool. Him coming on, and I did all this research and had all these really cool questions we got there, we set up, they brought them over, and I realized I left all the questions at home. Or I <laughs> lost them. And so we flew by the seat of our pants, and I realized I actually like that format better. Um, but the first thing is, like, we apologized. Matt, we we had these questions, we lost them, and he's like, he's like, do you even know who I am? And we're like, uh, sort of. He's like, oh, great. They've put me with people that have no clue who I am, and now I have to do an interview. Uh, after that interview, we were just shooken like, oh crap, we never want to do another interview again. No, no, please no. That was horrible. <laughs> and then the convention guys brought over, uh, you know, and the reason we were at the convention is the, the programming guy had heard our, our podcast and thought we were great. So invited us there. Then they brought over Dan Wells. Dan was awesome. Great interview. Made us feel like a million bucks. And he's like, yeah, we do. I, you know, me and my friends do a little um, podcast uh, about writing. I'd love to have you over. Uh, you know, we'd love to give you a plug. You know, we're going to be recording later. Drop in. We'll give you a plug. And he's like, I got a buddy of mine. Uh, he, he ha he's going to be making it really big right now. You know, he, he's, he's doing fairly well, but he just got a, an amazing deal. That's gonna just catapult him into the into the stratosphere. I think you need to interview him. Um, so I'm gonna go get him and have him come over. And so he went and got his friend, brought him over, said, "Hey, I want you to enter. I want you to meet my friend Brandon Sanderson." Hmm. So you know, I, I met Brandon, I met Larry and Dan all before they became household names. You know, Mistborn was out, but this was he had just barely been told that he had gotten the miss the uh, will of time series deal and it hadn't been 
spoken of. And so it was before it became big. It was kind of cool. And then they ran into a problem with their with their uh, recording. The, their guy had forgot their equipment. And I'm like, hey, we got our equipment. So I ended up recording all their episodes, and they gave us a plug on writing excuses. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of where I realized I love interviewing people. Uh, and I could use this podcast to help others. Because really, when we, we're interviewing these authors, that's what it is. We're helping get their name out sell a couple books for them, put a few dollars in their pocket and help them out. Uh, and I love that. But most importantly, we have proven time and time again, if you want a career as an author, you have to come on to Dungeon Crawlers. You know, it's actually been kind of funny. There are some authors out there that have, they've seen how their, their, their book sales boost after coming on the show. And I'm sure that's with any show, really. But... Um, we are the lucky rabbit's foot. Do you know, we actually it, it is do funny because I do have a few that are like, yeah, I get more sales off, you know, when coming onto your show, and and I think that's kind of because we're more targeted towards. We've been targeted towards geeks and and gamers and readers and stuff like that. Um, but it's been it's been a fun ride. I've enjoyed helping other people, even other hosts that have come on the show. You know, they've come on, they've done their thing, and they've moved on to something else. But it's, you know, in some cases, it's given them the courage to go after things. You know, Jared, uh, that was on the show a while back, he has his own uh, YouTube channel, and he talks about football. Yeah. That's a passion of his. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of what he did on the show here helped to give him the stepping stones to that. Yeah. Um, so help me to understand, because uh, obviously the interviews have, have been a big part of this for you. What are some of the moves that happened between that first year and, you know, just continuing onwards from there? How did Dungeon Crawlers begin to evolve at that point? As you've now started to get a little bit of water under your boat, some yeah. wind in your sails, you know, ground under your feet. So, yeah, from there, uh, you know, we got... Hit up, we got uh, contacted by a local internet radio station. Like, hey, we think your your show's awesome. We're a local internet radio station. We'd love to have you on as part of our programming. So we went from that, from podcasting, to actual doing a live radio show online. And then we take those episodes, still push it out as a podcast a week later. Um, but it allowed us to do it live. That really kind of upped the ante of the game for us because we could play music which i always thought was fun it's like i'm really being a dj this is what i wanted this is cool and you played um, great tracks too and it was it was lots of fun we had a lot of fun there so krebs were you listening at that point then uh i was i was semi-involved i was involved off and on during some of that yeah and it was shortly after that, so we left there because there were some problems uh, with the station. We left there, and then we continued that live feed. We went through Blog Talk Radio, and uh, we had a good sponsor. Uh, Epic Puzzles and Games was our sponsor oh, that time. I remember Epic Puzzles and Games. Uh, and that's you know, and that's when we had this crew of guys that were really into palladium games come on to talk about palladium. <laughs> so that, Indeed. that was, the, that was the first appearance of, of Krebs on the show. 
Um, and it was actually, you know, that's when we found out about Gen Con. We went out, to, you know, and we, we got all excited about going to Gen Con. We, we had Tracy on a couple times. Um, and then we got Bob to come on. So, hey, I got two of my three white whales. Uh, it was shortly after that, I, you know, going out, you know, I met Tasha. We had Tasha come on. She actually, because of her CD that she put out, she came on and sang some songs. Um, it was actually kind of fun. And then from there, uh, we realized that we weren't getting the audio quality we wanted out of doing blog talk because it was live. Uh, the audio quality wasn't as good. There was a lot of other issues because we were doing it live from Epic that, you know, we were getting a lot of background noise. That I couldn't channel out. Um, and it got to the point where some of our guests couldn't hear us. And they're like, I, there's, I don't know what's going on behind you, but I just can't hear what you're saying because it's overriding your mics. And so we chose to go back to the podcast format um, where I could control and filter out a lot of the stuff and that's where we've kind of remained from that point on um, so so let me interrupt you for a minute here sure then because we've seen kind of this evolution of you know wanting to get a little bit of experience to be able to get onto the radio right you grew through that area yep. started to meet people started to get more involved get more equipment get more experience get to the point where you are actually doing live shows yep see the foibles and problems begin to pull it back to, you know, this, this podcast format. And from that point, we've, you know, pretty much stayed here, but, and, and maybe this is really a question for Krebs. How in the world did a bunch of nut jobs who like a no nothing game like Palladium Oof. end up generating enough interest to ultimately join and become part of the show? Like Krebs, what what was it that made you reach out to Dungeon Crawlers, become part of Dungeon Crawlers, or interested in Dungeon Crawlers to begin with? But then, what was that journey that got you into Dungeon Crawlers? Uh, I've actually been sitting here trying to remember exactly how Dan and I met, because if I if I remember correctly, and Dan, you can correct me on this one, but I think what happened was I had organized a major event at the school that I was attending at the time. And uh, it was a, it was a major nerd event and dungeon crawlers came and did a show there. In fact, it may have been through a mutual friend of ours. Um, I'll verify the name with you off the air sometime, but uh, I think what happened was you got invited out to the school I was at the school that we were at uh, the, me and this mutual friend and you you and um, I'm trying to remember his name right now. You, your longtime co-host at that time, Riley, or or Malik. It was Malik. It was Malik. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was just the two of you. And I remember like watching you do your thing, and having been a film student before, having been a guest voice on radio things myself. I, I'm always fascinated with media creation. I'm always fascinated with entertaining an audience. And so I wanted I wanted to talk to you guys. I wanted to figure out what you were about. And yeah. that was my first exposure to, D, to DCR. And I was like, this is a nerd culture podcast. I could totally be into this. 
Because I, yeah. I, I wasn't really into podcasts. I didn't really care. Um, but nerd culture, that sucked me right in. Yeah, it was it was it was a uh, Newmont. I can't remember the guy's name now, uh, but he invited us out to do. A uh, show I'll drop from a there. first name. I'll drop. I, I think it may have been Keith. No, no, no. Okay. No. I was, really was can't... it a? Well, let's figure it out. It was. I don't know if it was a student or if it was actually like a faculty member. No, it was a faculty person. Yeah. Okay, maybe yeah. it was Sean. Yeah, so we got invited out. We did a sh- live show from there. We had gifts. You know, we had free stuff we gave out. Um, I know we came back again to build f- swords because they're going to do like some uh, LARP RPG thing. Yeah, we we still do it to this day. It's now called the Foam Fall Massive. Nice. Uh, I, I I built the sword, but I was I couldn't. I never got to go into the battle, which really sucked. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that's how it started. And he and, just came over and started talking to us. Um, and then he started talking about, hey, I, have, I love Palladium. I have this group. We'd really love to come on the show and talk about it. I'm like, sure, let's make it happen. And it happened. Um, yeah, that, that was back, what, 2011? Uh, no, no, no. It was yeah. before that. It was 2009. Uh, because I was still a, I think I was still a student at the time, and I graduated I, 2010. Uh, I think it was about, I think it was... Short, yeah, it may have been late 2009, early may have been 2010, yeah. but anyway, so but so it's just I kind of interesting. Yeah, I I talked to them about RPGs in general. Of course, we got on the topic of DD, I think we even touched on Pathfinder a little, yeah. Um, and then I said, Well, I've played DD, but my favorite system is Palladium, and then we started, yeah. and then if Dan said it was either Dan. I think it was Dan actually who spoke, but he was like, "Oh, that's the uh, that's the Rifts one, right?" And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah." And we talked about it for a little while, and it ends up that me and my crew we'd been playing Dead Rain, the zombie apocalypse game in that system. So we came on the show to talk about it. I still have that recording somewhere. I listen to it every once in a minute, and uh, and we went on ad nauseum about that. But it struck up a real friendship between Dan and I. Yeah, uh, I would come back on the show as a guest. Um, guest slash guest host uh, and that's when I the second time I was on the show is when I met Jared Siege mm-hmm. and we talked about his uh, Star Wars fan films Yep. and again me being a film person and, and having done media creation before of course I got sucked into that uh, Jared and his now wife Jessica and I became friends through the show um, we ended up uh, years later, we would end up making an award-winning short film together. It would win the competition that we made it for, but it would also win a, uh, two awards at the very, very first uh, Salt Lake, what was then the Salt Lake Comic Con, and now it's called Fanex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and over the years, off and on, I would reach out to Dan. I would say hi. We'd talk about something nerdy, and I would end up on the show. Um, and We even did a birthday fly through yeah like uh, just a handful of years ago we went to the krista mcauliffe space center and we did a star trek like uh, space simulation with a rather large crew of our friends and family uh and it was a it was a fantastic experience we've mentioned it on the show before and because our birthdays are so close together we just had a unified birthday party uh as grown men and uh, and it was great and it was wonderful and now uh I'm at a point in my life, I I got to a point in my life where I could support, I I could be part of, I should say, I could be part of the show on a regular basis, 
And Dan, which I've always considered this show Dan's kingdom. This is his world, his show. The, the, all of us are guests in this world. And so I consider myself exceptionally fortunate uh, to be considered a co-host now on the regular, on the show. In fact, now it's been a year. It's been a year since I returned to the show as a regular co-host as opposed to a guest host. Um, and so here we are. That, 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 that's the history in a rather large nutshell. So well, the funny think? thing is, is there's been a lot of people that have become hosts of the show that came on as a guest. You know, Jared and Jessica came on as a guest to talk about their, you know, their Star Wars fan film that won an award. And uh, we taught, we had them come on. That's back when we were in, on the online radio station and we had them come on. And then later they became a part of the show. Um, we've had other guests that were, or other people that came in as guests that ended up being uh, hosts for, for a short period of time. Yeah, other than the first guys that I started out with, um, everyone else has kind of been, hey, they've been a guest. They're pretty good. And then they've just gradually, with the, I mean, with the exception, no, even Scott, even Scott was because he came on with the Ghostbusters of Salt Lake. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, pretty much everyone since the original cast has been uh, people that have come on the show, have enjoyed the show, have been friends of mine. I've stayed friends that have slowly like I'm like, hey, I'm looking for s some some co-hosts. Are you interested? And then they they end up being a part of the show for a while, which actually brings us to Alton. Well, but even yeah. before we get there, I think it's really important to know that like every host that's come onto the show has brought unique perspective and flavor. Yes. And, the, the, you know, true. even though even though the core of the show has still for the most part stayed very solid the way that it's expressed itself that that dungeon crawlers has evolved um has been very much shaped by the people that have entered and exited well you know? definitely they definitely have um you know very early on it was very book and game heavy i mean we talked about games quite a bit we had authors on quite a bit um and that's because that was kind of our forte you know uh joe joe flagoon and, and and malik when they were on the show that's that was our bread and butter the um yeah, we did touch out to other things. You know, we had some really cool interviews um, with, you know, TV and, and movie stars. Um, but that really wasn't our expertise. We didn't really, I didn't have a lot of connections there, but I quickly gained a lot of connections with publishers and game designers. Mm -hmm. As they left, you know, Jared and Jessica came in and um, they weren't, as heavy on the games they definitely weren't gamers and so the focus changed a little bit it became more of a pop culture type show we definitely focused on thing up oh, we got we got a timeout signal i didn't mean to interrupt your sentence but um you have a mouse in your hand i think and i can hear the plastic i don't have a mouse i have a transformer in my hand oh i hear a transformer <laughs> in your hand and i can hear the plastic <laughs> sorry so now okay. the real question is do we leave this in for everybody to get a laugh at well because it actually might be funny it's so perfect that dan is sitting there playing with a transformer <laughs> while we're talking about recording a geek show i it think i'm so gonna dan. leave it in i think i'm leaving okay. it in <laughs> sorry about because, that yeah like that's just how i but, am but that's really the thing, though, right? Is yeah. that like, even though we've changed voices and we've changed topics a lot, it's everybody has that that passion, that love yeah. for all of these things geek, you know? Yes. And 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 that's really, really a cool thing to have. 
Yes. You know, since I've been a kid, I have had Transformers in my life. I just love Transformers. There's just something cathartic about transforming from vehicle mode to robot mode and back. I, I, in some of my, some of them, I can do it without even looking at them, which is what I was doing, Ben. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Like which my, Transformer was it? Uh, it's Soundwave. Uh, oh. But it's it's a car version of Soundwave. But that's my Rubik's Cube. <laughs> that's your, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm sorry. So let's let's get be- let's get this train back on the rails. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but no, you know every every as I put it, cast, mm-hmm. you know, or version of Dungeon Crawl has had a different flavor. We went to that pop culture version because that's what they they knew a lot about. We talked a lot about uh, Star Wars. We talked a lot about TV shows. Um, so that worked really well because that's what they knew. And, you know, when we tried to talk about games, they they pulled back, and I realized that. So I wanted to make it comfortable for them and make the topics so that we could talk about it. Because, you know, if I can't eat, for me, I don't like, I don't want to sit and talk about a subject and it just be me. There are some DJs out there that they're great at that. And and it's really holding a one-sided conversation, you know. And imagining someone talking back, and, and that's a great talent and a great skill to have. But I enjoy talking and conversing with people and getting a response back that I can play off of, that I can build off of. So I've always liked having a group of posts. So if I can't get them to respond, then I'm kind of back into that place. So I would change. I would adjust things in the show so that I could get that response back. As they, you know... Uh, Jessica got pregnant. Comes. She moved on. Um, we brought in a new cast, and that's where Scott and Baron and Mackenzie came in into play. You know, we got a little bit of gaming in there, but that again still wasn't their their forte, their wheelhouse. Um, mm. And now yeah. we're back. We're kind of back to that. We're, we're we're and this kind of brings up the point where we're we're bringing in the focus. You know, so we're kind of back to my originals, gaming writing and tv you know those were the kind of the basics we started off with uh mm. which is fantastic that we're kind of looping back there I, I feel like we've come full circle uh so help then the natural the natural evolution to that question becomes and this may be job review time so i apologize in advance but <laughs> what do you feel that krebs brings to the show that you don't think you could get another way or that you absolutely love every week. Well, Facial hair. I mean, see, that's the thing is I think every host has brought something I've enjoyed and loved. Um, you know, every sign out, every time we end the show, there is such enthusiasm and excitement at the end, even at the end, as much as there is at the beginning with Krebs, you know, his, his sign off is just, it's, it's that, that great. But, the thing is, is we can have a, a mindless conversation, but it's, you know, for us, we're just wandering all over the place. But when you go back and listen to it, it's like, holy crap. It sounds like it was planned and it was this amazing, you know, I'll say Christmas wreath because it's that time yeah. of year. You know, when you look <laughs> at a Christmas wreath, when you pick one up, it's bland. It's just green branches that have woven together. But when you add, you know, when you add the holly, when you add, the, the ornaments and everything, and you look at it at the end, it's like this amazing thing that you put on the door. 
you know, and, and that's what it looks like at the after we've had that conversation and I go back and listen to it while I'm editing. It's like, wow, it's just this spectacular thing. But as we were talking about it, we we're just like throwing a, we're throwing this here and this here and that there. Um, Speaking of bland conversations, I think that that takes us to the year 2016. Oh. Yes, 2016. I remember when 2016 was the worst year ever before 2020. And this is the... Uh, were there years before 2020? That is an excellent question. 2020 has been 67 years long. <laughs> if that's like the case, that. I am really old. Uh. <laughs> but yes, yes go take us back to 2016, science. Elton. <laughs> yeah. So take this, us was, back this to is the point at which... This was the point at which I started to enter the scene for Dungeon Crawlers. Now, uh, technically, I did start to become aware of and listen to Dungeon Crawlers before that point on and off. Um, I had a, a close friend um, with whom I'd been contemplating starting a game store. It did ultimately end up happening. But as we were... Um, shopping around and really trying to make sure that we had a solid footing to get everything started, we ended up traveling to a number of different game stores and dungeon crawlers kept coming up, um, uh, up to and including at uh, Gamers Inn there in Lehigh, their their old location, <laughs> all 1,100 square feet of it, including a utility closet and bathroom. <laughs> so it was a... Uh, but you know, big old banner on the wall and they say, Oh yeah, the guys come in and record every week and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, so started to, to poke around a little bit and found out more. And, you know, I'd, um, been, uh, engaged and then very recently married to Tasha, my wife, um, at the point at which we were starting game stores and she mentioned, Oh yeah, I know dungeon crawlers, uh, Dan Swenson, good friend and blah, blah. So, started to become a little more acquainted, uh, started running into many of the same circles and uh, ended up in an opportunity where we needed to do some promotion for Paragon, um, Paragon City Games and Draper. And we had built out this back room and I knew that there wasn't a lot of space down in uh, Lehigh. And so I reached out to Dan and said, hey, why don't you come on in and we'll do some promotion for the store. And if you like the room, then, you know, we'll work something out. Now, needless to say, four and a half years into the future, that didn't end up lasting forever. But, um, you know, Dan came on and the uh, first episode of Eternal Shame was recorded in <laughs> which I didn't realize that we were doing an episode uh, to promote the store until we got done. And both Dan and Tracy and Scott were all gently serving up these nice little softball questions to me. And I thought that we were focusing on interviewing Tracy first, and then we were going to do a different episode promoting Paragon City. And so I kept like doing these nice, curt little soundbitey responses and passing the mic back. <laughs> and... We got to the tail end and everybody was kind of nonplussed and I could not figure it out <laughs> until a week or two later when I don't even remember whether it came up in conversation or whether I was just listening to the episode and it all just kind of like hit me <laughs> and it was rather embarrassing. As someone <laughs> who, as uh, many of the listeners out there have come to know, is extremely verbose, I have no problem 
saying sentences longer than 10 words into the mic. Truth. Uh, I was absolutely mortified <laughs> that I had blown my chance. Uh, but very graciously, Dan offered a follow-up episode, came back and we recorded and we talked a little bit more about where we were going and what we were planning. And, uh, and it, it was a, a beautiful start to an on-again, off-again relationship with Dungeon Crawlers. Uh, I definitely was not part of all of the episodes or anything like that, but there were a, f- a few really cool ones with uh, uh, Dan Wells um, uh, from FanX and uh, a couple of others that, you know, I, I popped in occasionally to be able to help with and do different things. And we sponsored a few different events at the store with Dan uh, Swenson here and, and a couple of others. But uh, uh, it eventually hit a point where I had to walk away from that first project. Um, it was messy and painful. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so that's uh, 2018, basically. And uh, 2019 rolls around. And I come home one evening and my wife is sitting there waiting for me. And as we're eating dinner, she says, so I was talking to Dan. Oh, yeah, I was Dan doing? Well, I really think that you should join the show. I'm like, well, isn't that Dan's call? She says, well, I was already kind of talking to him about it. <laughs> I think you should go do it. So, you know, I, I get on and I'm talking with uh, Dan and Krebs. And uh, now's the part where I get to deflect a little bit of shame over to Krebs. Krebs realizes that he had agreed to come run a number of different events for me and never did. One, one different event. <laughs> but yes, it was an event. I re- In fact, so you and I met in 2016. And to mm. my shame, I did not realize it was you that I had met in 2016 when you and I interfaced for this show in 2019. I am very forgettable, Krebs. Yes. I think I just forget things. Um, <laughs> but what's funny is that I, I kind of came around. I was like, when I found out that you were involved with Paragon, first of all, I kind of I kind of knew that there was a history there and I didn't necessarily want to dredge it up. Mm. But then as as we got as I got more comfortable, as you and I became more of of friends, I was like, well, you know, I remember that I inv- that I offered to bring Zombicide to Paragon and do like a Zombicide event. It's something that I do at my school. I do it once or twice a year. So I'm, I'm practiced at it. We could totally do this. And it was a great idea. You're like, yeah, let's do that. You know? And, um, I was like, cool, I'll be in touch. And we were in touch one time to set up a date. That date fell through for some reason. We never talked again. In fact, in our Facebook messenger history, yep. it was dated. And I was like, Oh, we've actually known each other for four years but there was like three years, 11 months, and three weeks where we just didn't care. And so, <laughs> and and now, now we're co-hosts on the same show. And yeah, early on, I was like, so I remember promising to do Zombicide and um, I never did that. So I'll still have, you know, Krebs, I've only played Zombicide once. Yeah. We should fix that. It's well, true. And, and I met. I met Alton at, 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 I can't remember if it was Gen Con or if it was Fan X, but I know we were at Tracy's booth, you know, and that's when Tasha's like, oh yeah, this is, this is my yeah. boyfriend Alton, and I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And then we started talking about stuff, and yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, doing doing all the cons and stuff was great, and that's something that I know, you know, as soon as everything for, permits, we're going to be getting back to, but um I- but yeah, it's really that it's really that love of 
of like you were saying earlier, being able to ask questions and explore things and be unabashedly in love with hobbies and geekdom and, and story. And, you know, that's one of the things that really makes dungeon crawler so special to me is that I can show up and just, instead of having to be the guy who knows everything all the time, we can just have conversations about the things that we love, you know, and be unabashedly in love with that, whether that's just raw geekdom or whether it's the love of storytelling or of games or whatever. And through all of it, it's that connection between people and what we're, what we're sharing and what we're loving, you know? And that's um, the one thing that I've, I've enjoyed about the podcast is, Pretty much every host that I've had, it's never been a competition to one-up someone else. What it's been is uh, we've, we've just shared what we've been passionate about. We've shared what we love. We talk about it. And it's never like, wow, I'm the smartest person in the room. It's, wow, here's someone else that loves this just as much as I do. Or, hey, this person doesn't agree with me, but that's okay. We're still having a healthy conversation here. Where yeah. you don't get that a lot anymore. I mean, just look at social media. You try to have a conversation on there, and you you make a post, and suddenly you're getting three, four, five different people just mad at you for your opinion. And so that's something I've always enjoyed. That even when someone has disagreed, it hasn't been, you know, when we've had guests on, when we've, I've had hosts, it's always been a healthy conversation, and it's okay that. You know, our listeners get to hear that. Okay, I'm going to side with this guy. I agree with him. No, I'm going to agree with this guy. It's okay, because that's what it's all about. You know, we don't all have to agree on the same thing. If we did, then, man, movies would be boring. We'd only have one type of movie made. Yeah, my type of movie. That was the whole reason that I proposed Rad Dome to begin with, was because I felt like this is a group of guys that we're going to get in, and it's not going to be about you know, my franchise is better than yours. We can just get in and have fun with it and be completely, you know, subjective and in our tail end, we're still going to give each other points for the things that we completely agree are awesome about what's in the middle. It's yeah, it's just a yeah. beautiful thing to be able to do that with friends. And Rad Dome really plays off of something that we used to do. We used to do the Epic Showdown. And the Epic Showdown was really awesome, you know, one host would be the judge or would be kind of the, the you know, the ring, the ring announcer. One host would be one person and another host would be another person. And then we would debate who would win. I mean, one of my favorite, all-time favorite episodes of, or, I, yeah, I guess, of the, the epic showdown is when we had Boba Fett up against Lionel from Thundercats. Oh and da- author Dan Wells uh, defended Lionel. And we had the showdown and everything. And it literally came down. And, and back then we had a lot of interaction because it was it was a live show. So we could have interaction from our listeners, which I miss. Um, but it was we'll so great. We'll talk about that in a minute. I know. Uh-huh. It was so <laughs> great because Dan Wells said something so profound that suddenly... Boba Fett, which, you know, everyone, if you go around, a lot of people love Boba Fett. But he said something so profound that suddenly the votes shifted dramatically. And it was this <laughs> very simple. It was very simply this. You look at Return of the Jedi. 
Boba Fett went up against a blind man. And he lost. What happens when Lionel looks into the Sword of Omens and gets into sight beyond sight? He's pretty much blind. So I think Lionel would win in a fight with Boba Fett. And suddenly, <laughs> every all the votes that were pouring in for Boba Fett shifted to Lionel. And Lionel won by a landslide. Oh, my gosh. It was like, I, I can't remember the number, but it was more than 30 votes that he won by. All because of that. And I'm like, this is why I love this game show. Uh, you know, and yeah. doing the Rad Dome, it's the same way. You know, yes, it's it's Krebs and I doing it, but we're pretty much just throwing it out there. What we, how we think they would win. You know, the first the very first game we did, I won. The second game we did, I didn't win again. He won, but I was just as excited that he won, uh, <laughs> even though I lost. And then, yeah, you know, we did the Turkey Bowl. I was pretty sure I was going down in a ball of flames oh, there. I thought I had you. And, 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 you know, and Krebs thought he had me. And then I won by, like, uh, the smallest of margin. <laughs> um, Seven points, less than 10%. Yeah. And that, but it was fun. It was totally fun. And, it and really I was. And I doing those type of things because it's improv. We're, yeah. we're just winging it. Uh and you know we're not we're not doing it to show off our nerdiness or our brain. We're just doing it to have fun, and it just happens to end up being a really fun show at the end. That at the mm. end of the day, none of us are angry that we lost. We don't care who won, really. We just loved doing it. Okay, let's talk about the tail end of the story so far. The elephant in the room. Twenty twenty has been. A heck of a year. Yes, uh, challenge. And, and it, 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 some of us have emotionally taken more lumps than others. Yes, um, and we absolutely feel for all of you out there who have not been able to hear as many interviews as we would like, who have not been able to interact with us at conventions and in other places. And as the show has been going through its evolution this year with, you know, Krebs and Dan and I, um, as well as just reacting to the way that the world is growing, we see some opportunity. Yep. There are a lot of things that we've missed this year, and we're figuring out new ways to be able to really tap into the core of what we love about this show, about this community, about all of these things that have brought us to this point. And we think that there's some pretty cool stuff that we're going to be bringing out in 2020. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, this year has been a, a rough year, you know, coming in, uh, you know, coming into to 2020, uh, you know, I just had a move. My marriage was starting to get really rocky. So there was a good period of time. We weren't doing a lot of episodes. Um, you know, I was just trying to stay, keep my head above water. Uh, Scott was in a transition as well. You know, we brought Krebs on. We tried to do as many episodes as we could. Um, things were getting worse, you know, in my relationship. And But I came to realize, because, you know, I, I went back to therapy. I came to realize that doing the show was cathartic for me. Doing the show was self-care. I It's when I could openly just talk about whatever, and it didn't matter. I wasn't going to get in trouble, even if I said something stupid. Um, I wasn't 
walking on eggshell. It was an hour of time, or maybe a little bit more than hours of time, that I could just be myself and not worry about things. And, you know, I really fought for that, to keep that. Um, even though my relationship with my ex was saying, no, I want you, I, I want you done. I want you done with that. You know, she was even pushing me to stop writing, um, which I did. I did for a whole year. I quit writing for a whole year, um, which I realized was the stupidest mistake in the world because uh, I love writing. It's it's a passion of mine. Um, so, yeah, you know, my marriage has come to an end. It's been it's been rough. That's been something I've been coming through. You know, so this year, you know, that that's not even the including the quarantine stuff we've been dealing with. It's not including the craziness of you can't find toilet paper on the shelf. Uh, it's not it, the fact we can't even go to a movie theater. I went to a movie last night for the first time in over What'd a year. What'd you see? What'd you see? Uh, I went and saw Love and Monsters. Holy crap. I love that Hilarious. movie. It was a great <laughs> movie. I, I Not what I expected, but totally, I, I, I love it. Uh, I want to buy it. Uh, of course, most movies I go see that I like, I end up buying. But uh, it was a fantastic movie. And I'm sitting in the movie theater, and there are literally only nine other people in this theater with me. <laughs> wow, it's full. And Ooh. I'm just thinking, huh, this is definitely not the normal theater experience I, I'm used to. But, wow, I, I, I actually love the fact I'm in a theater again. I'm watching a movie on the big screen. I love my 65-inch television screen, but it's just not the same. Uh, so... I hope 2021 changes things. I think hope things turn around. Uh, we can kind of get back to some sort of normality. But at the same time, it's brought some attention of like, I miss the interaction we used to have with our listeners. I admit, I mean, there's still one listener that's constantly sending us new stuff. And I, I think it's fantastic. I wish I could stay on top of that. Um, uh, let me plug on. that just really fast. His last we name really is do. Bird. Yeah, we really appreciate that you participate the way that you do. I know that we don't always respond in a timely fashion because of our various nine to fives and life things, but yeah. we appreciate you and you are part of our community and we all high five you for your efforts. I mean, I definitely I, I want to pull it up because I want to give a shout out to him because I, I appreciate, man. He's just constantly every. It's like, oh, this is cool. You guys should take a look into this. Oh, this is cool too. Um, oh man, why I I hate this new app thing. Uh, they changed the the app. Oh. Should I race you? You know, uh, I know is, the uh, last name is Bird. I think you're right about that. I'm gonna oh, find I know out right now. I'm not even on the dungeon crawler one. That's why I can't find him. Uh, Brett Bird. No editing. Leave this in. Brett Bird. I, I'm leaving it all in. Brett Bird. Uh, I, I appreciated that, and that's what. And yeah, I feel bad that I haven't been on top of it as much as I normally have. Like I said, this year's been rough, but I want that back. That community we had, the interact. Uh, shouldn't we had where people were you know we had the gamer forge way way back and people would email in hey this is the problem i'm having with this game what's your advice and we'd give advice um mm. you know the epic showdown where we have this going on live and we had people pinging us with their votes they'd e be emailing in with their votes for who they thought should win i love that that community i love that interaction we had uh, we had a lot more interaction on social media, but I think social media has so many algorithms and limits to it now that you can't get that like you used to. So, 
Well, I talked to you guys. Is, you've come up with got, a solution for that. And the good news is, is that we've got some really cool things that are coming to help re-enable some of that, even though we aren't going to be able to see you in person all the time or as quickly yet. We do have some things that are coming. Um, one of the things that, uh, if it's okay that I say it, maybe this will be about to be bleeped out, but you know, we, uh, we're going to be adding a Discord server here. Um, in fact, by the time that you listen to this episode, we will have the link up on the, the website. Of this video and down in the description. Exactly. So make sure to be listening for that. Um, but uh, we're, we're going to be doing a lot of cool things on there, um, including in some instances, we'd like to be able to be recording the show with Discord up so that the people who want to be there can be there. And when we're able to do cool episodes where we're able to interact with people directly and do polls and things like that, that can happen. Similarly, we're going to be reaching out a lot more for prompts for episodes or being able to choose rosters for Rad Dome or if we can bring back Epic Showdown, if we can bring back a lot of these other things that we've come to love over the years and really yearn for. Because at the end of the day, when we look at Dungeon Crawlers, it's about that connection. Yeah. It, it's about this shared love that we have as hosts, as a community with you as listeners. And we're really excited for what's coming next. Well, it's what's really interesting is if you look at, and this is kind of taking, I'm skewing off to the side here, but if you look at most mental health things, you know, depression, addiction, anything like that, what is the cure for it? Uh, you know, this is something I've learned um, over the last year. The cure, or I, I shouldn't say the cure, the counter to those things is connection, connecting with another human being. If you go out, if you're feeling depressed and you go talk, have a, a meaningful conversation with someone, th that feeling of depression leaves. Um, if you're feeling antsy, you know, and, and you know, for those people that struggle with alcoholism and, you know, you're feeling antsy and you feel like you need to get, go drink if you go talk to someone those feelings go away it's really interesting that as, as human beings we need that connection we need to connect with another human being and have yes. that go you know that back and forth conversation and i think we deliver that I, you know for years i've always pitched the show when people are like well what's your show like i'm like easiest way for me to to explain what the show is like is the conversation that happens at the game table before the game starts you know, it's the easiest way, and everyone's like, oh, I get it, you know, because we've all had that. We've all had that conversation while we're setting up the board game or the RP we're getting ready for to play Dungeons & Dragons or Palladium or whatever, where we're just sitting and, and having fun, talking about the things we love. Pulling out the nachos for movie night or standing yeah. in line waiting to sign the book. Exactly. That's right. We have those conversations, and that's exactly what it is. That's that's how the show has always ran, and I and I've always liked that format. Um, you know, and there are other people that definitely do a much tighter format where they have planned questions where they are. But I I really feel like we get more from people we interview when they're relaxed, when you know. There have been many times where I've had. It, guests on where they just go on these weird tangents but by the time that tangent is over man there's some amazing gifts that come out of those things um some insight that we probably wouldn't have got had we had the structure 
So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I know we're running out of time, but there are definitely some things to come. I, I want to see and I would love to see more interaction from our guests. I definitely want to be able to throw it out there where if we have an author coming on and it's your favorite author, you know, throw out some questions. I would really love to know this question. I'd really love to know that. And we're going to let you know. I mean, we're going to say, hey, our, we're, we're going to go to our listeners' questions. Here's one of our listeners, you know, Todd Smith from, o, from Akron, Ohio. This is the question that he sent in for you, you know, and then we read it off so that Todd Smith, when he's listening to that episode, like, whoa, I was a part of the episode. It wasn't just us asking the question on his behalf. We're going to say who it came from so that he knows um, because I think that's cool. I mean, uh, there's an r- old radio show that I used to wa- listen to way back when, and it was during my teenage years where they would do something similar to that, and it was always cool. you know. Or even when they had you know, you know, get, prize things and they called in and, you know, what's your name? Why did you call in? What, what are you going on? It, you felt like you were part of the show, and, and I want our listeners to feel like that. The point of all this is if you if you haven't heard the thread underneath everything, this show means something to us. We love oh, yeah. this show and we love that you love this show. This show has always been about the the nerd kingdom, you know, the geekdom as, as a whole. It's been about all of us, not just the three of us. We are going to be providing multiple opportunities, um, increased uh, channels of communication where we can ask you what you want to know what you want to say we want to give you an opportunity to have your voice in this show with us because this is about all of us yeah and we're really excited for what's coming next so if you haven't had the opportunity already make sure to take a look down in the description below we have some links out to a Discord server. If you've never used Discord before, I assure you it is a very simple thing. Basically, all it is is a localized forum for everybody to get together. You can te- you can just type in and be able to interact with people over text if that's the easiest way to do it. We're also going to have some voice channels, um, and hopefully you'll be able to catch us live a couple of times, be able to interact with us directly. Um, but make sure to take it out, uh, take a look there. Um, one of the things that, you know, uh, I, I dropped earlier, uh, is that I've become a uh, part of a new game store. And as part of that, um, we're going to be doing a really cool drawing with the first hundred people who enter the server. And that may be something that takes an hour to fill up. It may be something that takes a couple of weeks to fill up because, you know, this is a new format. This is a new thing that we're trying, but if you are one of the first hundred people, onto the server we're going to enter you into a drawing for one of 10 gift cards uh, out to mythos games which you know i'm a little biased i can endorse my own product uh but uh we wanted to do something cool to be able to give back to everybody else as well absolutely and for the record Um, it's not just even if you're not interested in that at least hop on to come have a conversation and it's not just alton that supports that store i want you to know that Ever since Elton opened Mythos, I have spent more time and money at that game store in the last three months than I have at any game store in the last three years. And that is not an exaggeration. That, that That's empirical data. <laughs> and uh, 
just to uh, just to appease the FCC gods out there, the show is not officially sponsored by Mythos Games or anything like that. This is kind of something that's coming from us to you uh, as as hosts of the show. Um, though we do hope that there will be some cool opportunities and sponsorships coming in the new year, um, as well as new interviews and opportunities to go and meet. Uh, exciting and interesting people and projects and be able to expand maybe even beyond the realm of voice to be able to show some cool things to you. So again, just take a minute, check it out. It's not hard. uh, And uh, it really is going to be a fun place to be able to interact with us and to be able to interact with other people like you. Yep. So uh, we got to wrap it up because we're out of time. So I'm just going to, Do what I normally do. So with that said, we'll catch you next time. Dungeon Crawlers, tell your story, whatever may come. Thank you, each and every one of you, for being part of this show. Because for us, you are always epic, and you never suck. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Dungeon Crawlers.